You are listening to Engaging and Exciting Conversation on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Podcast. Get ready. Now. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Radiant Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Cookie Monster. And today, or right now, I am without T-Mac. She'll be joining us soon. Um, as you know, she has time issues. Uh, but no, seriously, she, she's coming. <laughs> she'll be joining us. She'll be joining us soon. Uh, but today, we have none other than Pastor Craig in the house. PC, how's it going? Hey, how are you doing? I'm excited to be here, as always. And today is a fantabulous day. Fantabulous indeed. Yes. I'm excited to be here. Fantabulous indeed, because today we are talking about something that I know we all think about, something that I know we've all heard or even said at some point. And it's the whole issue of God said, right? God said this. I'm sure you've heard somebody say to you that um, God said this to me, or you've heard somebody preaching and say, um, God said this to me. And you've probably often wondered, did God really say that to you? Or does God really say things to people like that? Um, or maybe you've even done that where you, you know, you've, you've uh, prayed about something and you've felt like, and I'm actually using the term felt like, God said something to you. And, um, uh, or maybe God has actually said something to you, you know. So we're going to be talking about that to say, what does that actually mean? Does God still say stuff to people? Does God speak to people? If God really does speak to people, how does he speak to people? Um, so this is the conversation that we're having. And so uh, PC is going to be helping us get into this because I think it's a very, very important um, subject matter. So PC, mm. to dive straight into this, when we say... God said something to me, or when people say that God is saying this to me, you know, often you've got people who 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 who'll object to that and say, no, but you know, do you really hear God say this to you? Um, there's instances in the Old Testament, many instances of God saying stuff to people, be it to a prophet, to a king, to a particular individual. And then when you come to the New Testament, uh, you've got Jesus having all these encounters with God, but then it, it almost seems as if the way God used to speak in the Old Testament kind of changes uh, in the way that he speaks in the New Testament. Have you observed that? Am I, would you say that there's something there? Um, yes and no. Um, no. When I say no, it hasn't changed how God speaks. Um, I'm basing that on Hebrews. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So in a sense, he has not really changed, in a sense, right? But um, so, so no, he hasn't changed, right? If I'm to, to, to answer it that way. But yes, I could also then say um, probably how God speaks as time has gone. Once you take a New Testament worldview or perspective, you tend to see that um, the way in which God communicates, maybe in New Testament times, and maybe in contemporary times in us, the New Testament church might be somewhat distinct in terms of how that is going. So in that regards, perhaps there might be a change. What we might maybe establish as a base is that God uh, still speaks or God has not stopped uh, speaking. Mm -hmm. All right. So he still speaks. How he does that, obviously, perhaps may be the topic of our discussion today. And I wanted to quickly throw in the issue of faith, that, that faith is a very personal matter, mm -hmm. how God uh, relates with each and every individual. Even if you go into the Bible, you know, you tend to see a very, um, if I can use this language, a very personal way in which God would relate to someone and someone would receive the word. However, what gives us a very uh, awesome guidance, as far as I'm concerned, compared to the people in the biblical times is that uh, say in the old testament they didn't have no bible you know to mm -hmm. base the messages they were receiving mm -hmm. whereas uh, us in this particular uh, time and moment is when we then begin to talk and interact about whether god is saying 
as God spoken is God speaking. We have a base in so far as scripture is concerned. Right. It almost becomes our marker, mm-hmm. you know, or our rule, if you want, uh, which almost judges the authenticity or not of a claim that uh, God has spoken. Right. So, yeah. So, yes, he still speaks. Might be slightly different, mm-hmm. but um, God still speaks. Right. Mm. Right. So, the whole issue of God speaking, and I, lo- and I love that you mentioned uh, that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, the entire Bible is really this meta-narrative or this big story mm-hmm. about Jesus mm-hmm. uh, from the very beginning. So I love that. Uh, but, you know, one of the things that I've observed, <clears throat> I've been a Christian for a while now, one of the things I've observed is that you've got your traditional conservative type churches that will either stick to certain uh, traditions, creeds, that sort of thing, mm-hmm. ways of doing things mm-hmm. um, that w- where you're not going to have people actively uh, talk about God saying stuff to them. So I grew up Anglican, mm. right? That, that's how that's how I was raised in our household. We're Anglican, and I remember being Anglican. I I would never hear anyone, the priest or even my my mom or anyone, talk about God saying something to them. It was about what the Bible said or about what this book said. Uh, then when you know when you when I joined a different church, which is more charismatic, more uh, Pentecostal in in nature, uh, then you start to hear you start to have more of, of these expressive um direct <laughs> yeah just a, a, a lot more um e- expressions of god that you know god said this to me prophetic expressions all of this kind of stuff so what i'm what i'm trying to get at is that is that something that is um church specific are there are there certain churches that by virtue of who they are their genre if i can call it that of church mm-hmm. they wouldn't really emphasize on god speaking mm-hmm. whereas you've got other churches that are more charismatic in nature that uh will will have that that sort of thing absolutely absolutely agreed um i don't normally like uh, uh giving names and examples for okay. obvious reasons right but yeah but there's certain churches that hold that um once we got the word that was it the Bible is God's first and last mm-hmm. or ultimate expression in terms of, of thought and words to us. If we want to hear anything from God, that's it. They might even, uh, they might even of course, it, it's, it's debatable, go into Revelation and say anyone who adds to the words of this right, book. Right, right. Right, or anyone who subtracts, that's their understanding or their approach to, to how God speaks. He spoke then, he gave us the word. That's it. Mm-hmm. Anything else is is um, is extra. Is is unnecessary. It's off. Mm-hmm. It's a perception, right? Right, and uh, that's how they look at it. There's others, and, and normally this class of um, this approach normally also uh, does not believe in issues like prophecy. Mm-hmm. Does not believe in those charismatic expressions you mentioned, mm-hmm. signs, wonders. Miracles, healings, and the like. Mm-hmm. As far as they were concerned, all those things were for Bible times. Once God gave us the scriptures, that's what we must stand on. That's acceptable. That's accurate. Never wrong. Anything else <coughs> is off. But you've also got certain um, approaches, and it's then seen in different types of uh, churches, who hold to the fact that God still speaks directly to this day. Mm-hmm. Right, and then obviously using scripture and believing even in aspects like I've just mentioned or issues of the pro- the prophetic gifts, yeah. for instance, even prophetic um, offices, fivefold wise, even those uh, nine gifts of the spirit, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, tongues, and the interpretation thereof. Uh, there's that perception mm-hmm. already that God is still speaking through the, um, through obviously these channels. And then just the general belief that within each individual and their relationship with God since there's, a, there's this thing we call prayer. Mm-hmm. You know that as we communicate with God, God directly communicates with us. These, this side which I'm talking about, like I said, they, they tend as far as I'm concerned in my study mm-hmm. is, um, is concerned. They tend to base this like I said on a foundation of the Bible to say the measure of the authenticity of uh, a person's believing that God has spoken or not is its alignment uh, with with the scriptures. Right. 
All right. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that PC. Thank you. Uh, but just to pause a bit, uh, I would like to take this moment to introduce everybody to oh, wow. the one and only <laughs> T-Mac! <laughs> oh, I wish I wasn't wrestling. Thank you. And I'm sorry I'm late. Yeah, I, I, I dissed you already. Oh, really? Yes. Has all the listeners already heard about it? Cool. Yeah. Well, they kind sorry of know, to they, all of you as well. They kind of know your ways. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my dad has this T-shirt. I actually want one that says, "Is it still ex- what is running late still exercise?" <laughs> like, yes, please give me one of those. Yeah, that the apt, very yeah, apt, very. But yeah, yeah, listen, it's okay. You gotta do what you gotta do, right? Exercise, entrepreneur things. Thank you. That's cool. So uh, we're gonna carry on. Uh, PC, I like I like how you've um, brought some much needed context there because I also I also find that there are certain churches there are certain individuals that I follow and I find that their theology is really sound and these these guys are very sound when it comes to their knowledge of the Bible um, well studied I yeah well, I guess we're not mentioning names can I mention names I can right uh, one individual that I just find to be very 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 deep and, and just in terms of his knowledge of the Bible is Paul Washer. I don't know if you guys know a guy mm. called Paul Washer. Mm. I'm just like wow this guy is just solid but I've also come to realize that he's very conservative when it comes to his views on, on, on certain things um, and then of course we, we spoke about you know a, a lot of your traditional churches that there's certain expressions of things that you're not going to see even though the interesting thing is my mom I mentioned that my mom is Anglican but my mom almost went through this transformation where she just really started having these deep encounters with God. You know what I'm saying? So to a point where my mom became this almost Pentecostal Anglican. I don't know. I don't know if I can say that. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so it's quite interesting to see that happen. You know, she's got a very vibrant prayer life and she's just like, she, she, she goes into, yeah. Anyway, the point being, does this then mean, because this is leading to the question I want to ask, does this then mean that the church, the churches that we go to, can hamper, hinder, impede our understanding of what it means um, for, God to speak. for God to speak? Definitely. And before we get there, I must say, some of the people that have um, aversions, I don't know if that's the word, you know, to people saying God sp- spoke to me. Mm-hmm. You must understand that sometimes they've got certain things they notice, normally character issues mm-hmm. within um, the claimants right. to this God has spoken um, mantra, which make them doubt the authenticity right. of that. So uh-huh. maybe a person's character way of living, approach to ministry, even issues of culture. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes it's just purely different culture. Mm-hmm. Then that makes them severely doubt whether somebody really means it to say <laughs> God has spoken. But coming into your question now, it's very true. A church is like a school, you know, um, or types of schools, mm-hmm. right? Where whatever system you enter into has got a certain doctrine uh, that they hold regarding various things and even this particular subject matter of how God does speak. So once a person enters into a certain space, whatever is taught is bound to formulate uh, the, you know, the palette upon which their beliefs over that particular subject matters matter is built. Mm-hmm. And so this is basically what happens. We then tend to generally flow in the direction of what we are being taught. Of course, then with some people, they hear other voices or they hear other schools of thoughts, if I can use that word, and then weigh in and then either stick to or choose to choose a totally different track. But yeah, definitely wherever a person is seated or where a person is, is grounded and fellowshipping has a very significant um, role to play in, in this particular matter we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay, which makes a lot of sense, which makes a lot of sense. So now... The question is, of course, church, different churches have different expressions, have different cultures, have different uh, foundations and bases on on which they um, do all these things. My question is, 
where should our starting point be? The Bible. Right. Great. And what <laughs> does the Bible say about this issue of God speaking? Oh, praise the Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. <laughs> the Bible, as far as I'm concerned, is, 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 the very beginning, right? is, is very, very clear mm -hmm. in regards to how God speaks. As far as I'm concerned, God has got various modes in which he speaks to us. I don't want to get into even the issue of revelation, how God has revealed himself. Mm -hmm. But I'm tempted because of Psalm 19. The Psalm 19 tells that creation, you know, tells of the glory of glory God. God uh -huh. So already, in a sense, you know, creation is speaking. Just, just if you go outside every single day, not once, yeah, every single day, and it's not stopped. Yeah. And that's what the psalmist says in Psalm 19 mm -hmm. there. So already creation has got lots and lots of messages mm -hmm. about what God is um, saying to us. So we can learn a great deal about who God is or about life just from his creation. That can extend even to the animals around us, which is obviously part of creation, or human mm -hmm. societies in nature. You can you can learn a lot from God from that, for example. Right. I am conflicted in that. Not conflicted, but I must lay my hand and say, I am those who believe that the gifts of the Spirit are still operation in this particular day. Right. So already the church, mm -hmm. the church, and when I talk about the church, I'm talking about the church today, mm -hmm. right? Um, is a vehicle through which the Lord ministers to us or speaks to us. Let me use the word speaks to us. Mm -hmm. uh, those, 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 those channels, like I said, if you talk about just uh, the gifts of the Spirit in terms of the word of wisdom and word of knowledge, prophecies, tongues, and the interpretation thereof, already, as far as I'm concerned, God uses the church in the expression of its, uh, whether it's um, their normal um, services, if you want, or their normal minister, the, the, the life of the church, right? The church becomes a vehicle through which God speaks mm -hmm. to an individual, right? I also believe that um, in the course of an individual's um, walk with God as well, God can speak directly to them. How? Um, your thoughts, mm -hmm. your thoughts and feelings can actually, right, be informed by God himself. Uh, Psalm chapter 37 and verse number 4. If you delight yourself in the Lord, He will give the you the desires. He will program certain desires. So you tend to see that it, they, it, at certain moments and in certain times, there are certain desires that we have which are very indicative of the fact that God still speaks. I'm also of the opinion that God uses dreams. Okay. God uses visions. Right? Again, Bible. the Bible goes to what? To, to, to authenticate or verify this particular notion that even using visions and dreams, God, um, God speaks to us. So, yeah. <clears throat> so as far as I'm concerned, he's still speaking. He can speak. He speaks variously. And then I'll come back to this now. The Bible becomes the ultimate uh, rule or measure as to the authenticity of whether God has spoken. Mm -hmm. Because anybody can stand up and say, God is saying such and such and such to me. Anybody can rise up and say, you know, I feel the Lord is saying, um, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm sure you would know how Paul, uh, not Paul Peter, mm -hmm. says, you know, we have got a more sure word of prophecy. prophecy. Yeah. You know, which everybody ought to take heed of. In fact, when Peter says that, if you notice that particular scripture, mm -hmm. he is contrasting the fact that they actually had a tangible voice. Voice, yeah. Right, he says we were actually on, on that the, mountain. On the mountain, when the glorious voice actually spoke, right? When God said, "This is my beloved son," the transfiguration. Right? Exactly, mm -hmm. he says we were there and we witnessed this. Then it goes on to say, "But hey, listen, we have actually a more sure word of prophecy, and we're talking here as far as I'm concerned about the the Bible, right? So the Bible becomes the base of whether or not." God is saying a particular message, right? It becomes the ruler, it becomes the marker or the rule book, if you want, yeah. of, of, of whether something or not is actually true and genuine. So God still speaks. Yes, he does. In fact, this broadcast, this broadcast in particular, mm -hmm. as far as I'm concerned, is a channel through which God speaks. Mm -hmm. It's actually a channel through which God speaks. Yeah. Hmm. I actually like that. I like that. Um, and just following on from that, because as you were talking, I was 
just thinking of the reasons someone might have for saying God told me or God said to me. And I think they do it to add clout to their words or to add... Sorry, guys. Sorry. I thought my phone was on silent. No! Do you remember when there would be silence? <laughs> and people would be like, God has just passed. Remember, <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, Mr. Producer. Hey, uh, Sam. Sam, I'm just, I'm just in a recording. Can I, can I call you back just now? Sorry. Okay, bye. Okay, cool. So, so uh, the guys are at the site, though. <laughs> uh, I think I should put it on silent. Yes, unless God is going to phone us. That's what my youth pastor used to say. Mm-hmm. <coughs> it's my phone unless Hello, God is Mary. going to. <laughs> 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 right, you're talking about clouds. Uh, yes, please, yeah. please go, yeah. So I think people add that line onto their, or tag that line onto their words so that the hearers put more weight on their words. But if like you're saying, the word of God is already in us and that's the baseline. What's so wrong with just saying what you have to say without having to add the Lord told me and then say what you want to say. Just could could just say it. Yeah. I, I like what, you, what you're saying because in our circles, normally when a person says God has spoken, it's like a joker, eh? You know, uh, there's no more <laughs> debates and uh, mm, cause in what, normal cases because of the trust yeah. To say, you know, the Lord has spoken. Mm. Uh, so yeah, it can it can quite easily go south. Yeah, it can quite easily go south. I don't necessarily think everybody who says it uses it for clout, mm. necessarily. But like I said a bit earlier on, sometimes when certain people say it, maybe it's because their life, their character, mm. who they are, their depth and maturity. Uh, whoever judges that, I, I'm not sure. Right, it might be questionable to certain hearers mm. who then may may be very cautious about that. Mm. That's one. Number two, the nature of the message as well. Yeah. Right. So sometimes, if somebody said, uh, for instance, and this is error, God told me that he's very worried <laughs> about us going <laughs> already. That's inconsistent with scripture. Yeah. Right. And so there might be some things, maybe not as direct as what I've just said, mm. which already may <clears throat> lend themselves to questions which then make people hold back. What is good, like I said, is that scripture helps us to filter whether or not what is being said is correct. Mm. Because anything that God would speak to a person would never contradict what God has already said Mm. in his word. So whatever thing that God would say must, and I'm putting would say in quotes here, whether somebody stands up on the mic to, to speak. Or maybe it's a person says, I have a dream and God is saying to me through this dream. Mm. It cannot contradict what the scripture says. Yeah. Or maybe in our circles where there's prophets who says this is a prophecy, etc., etc. The prophecy is that God told me that next week he's definitely coming. Mm. You know, <laughs> right? Already, uh, it still has to go through the measure of what? Of what scripture says. So, mm. so scripture, as far as I'm concerned, is such a safeguard that helps us to know whether God has really spoken or perhaps it's uh, it's breakfast that's just doing the business. Here. Right, <laughs> right. I think this is so important because just uh, going back to that Peter scripture that you, that you mentioned, I, I've always found it to be very profound. You know, that Peter... Um, and those other uh, those other disciples have this amazing encounter with God, and they can't even describe what they're seeing. They're saying his clothes were whiter than any bleach could, you know, could could whiten them. And then they hear the voice, and then Moses and Elijah appear. But so they have this crazy encounter with um, with God, and yet um, he still goes back to say, "But we have a more sure word of prophecy," and. You know, that that goes to show that scripture is such an a pivotal part of our faith and of our walk with God. I love what um John Lennox says. John Lennox is he's a Christian apologist uh from, from England, uh very, very sharp guy. But he, he says that we ought to treat the Bible as more than a book but we often treat it like it's less than a book. Mm. You know, and I think it's so true for many for many Christians that and he even challenges and he says 
a lot of Christians will tell you um, that they they know they know there's the book of Ezekiel. They can name a couple of things in the book of Ezekiel, but they can't even really tell you what the book of Ezekiel is about, right? And yet uh, they'll tell you all kinds of things about the stock market. Even when they're not stockbrokers or experts in, you know, in, in markets, they know so much more about these things. And yet when it comes to, to scripture, people remain infants. I'm just saying that it's quite amazing that uh, there's such an emphasis placed on scripture. Um, but just taking it further, the, now the whole thing about expressions, right? Mm-hmm. To say, okay, so we, we agree that God, you know, scripture is God's word to us and scripture is like our foundation, what about those times where, um, like T-Mac mentioned, where somebody says, God said this to me? Or when, a, you know, we're, we're in a prayer meeting and somebody has a word from God. Um, and I think this, some, sometimes there's issues that arise there where, you know, often, you know, it's just like, okay, did, did, God, did God really say that? How, how do we discern? How do we, um, what's the word I'm looking for? What's, What's a, a an accurate or trustworthy way of measuring whether or not um, somebody has actually heard from God in a in a in a in a real um, way? Because you know you've got instances where somebody will go and say, "Hey, God, God told me that you're my wife," or mm. <laughs> or God, God said we're gonna get married," or mm. whatever. Um, and then now now you start running into these things where you're saying, "Did did God really say that?" And or, or you just how how do we mm. respond to how do we address things like that? Well, just because God speaks doesn't mean that um, everything that's given must be taken at face value. Scripture teaches on the importance of testing the spirits. Mm-hmm. In fact, even prophecy. Let's assume the word has come and is prophetic. It must be tested. Right, it must be tested the authenticity, the genuineness, and whether there's um, uh, what we normally tend to call in our circles a confirmation to that. Mm-hmm. All right, these are these are the measures because remember, a matter may, may be established in the presence of two or three, three what witnesses, three, two or three witnesses. Mm-hmm. So if somebody is to stand up and to and say something, right, if there's no witness there, right, to confirm that, then that's a basis of not accepting that. I must um, probably just change track a bit here and say I have personally experienced meetings where God has spoken right? and what he did say, perhaps as relating to something practical. Yeah. Like pray for so and so. And then immediately you do that and then you discover that whatever we were being directed to pray for was something that was very necessary. In my own personal lives, there's times when, uh, and I know this can be crazy to somebody, and uh, you can call me whatever name you want to do. But in my driving, there are many times God has spoken to me not to take certain roads, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, in one or two instances, I actually did not listen, only to get into a, a traffic jam that delayed me, and only to realize, hey, God, I should have listened, you see. Right. So in my own personal lives, there's, there's moments now where I've experienced the voice of God and it, 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 it is very practical. Right. So, so as far as I'm concerned, God speaks. But we, we gathered together mm-hmm. and somebody stands up and says, God is saying. Right. Surely there must, be, uh, there must be a witness. There must be a system of confirming. Normally in many of our churches, mm-hmm. if you're coming up, who, who, is, who is saying the message is a very, very important. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very important factor. Who is the spiritual authority to oversee whatever it is that's being said? Or who is there if I can then take out spiritual authority to confirm the genuineness and the authenticity of that? If God speaks, he, he, he confirms his word, definitely. Mm-hmm. So there must be a system. And, mm-hmm. and if I'm to go back into the world, you know, it's almost like your checks and balances. Yeah. Right? So that it keeps us from, you know, just straying. Everybody can just rise up and say, God is saying. And then remember, our ultimate check and balance is here at the bottom. Scripture. Which, 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 which becomes what? scripture and if everybody is rooted and grounded in scripture if everybody comes to a place of maturity remember ephesians talks about until we're all mature and we've uh, attained the full stage of who christ is right you know we, th- we, we then won't be tossed to and from not right. just every by every wind, wind of doctrine, of doctrine uh-huh. but by every god they said 
mm-hmm. that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So if, if if these checks and balances are there in a the system, and if we all really mature and we grow to maturity, trust me, we are as safe as can be. That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, you mentioned something that I just want to touch on, which mm-hmm. is that you have moments mm-hmm. in your own relationship with God where mm-hmm. God God will speak to you. Mm-hmm. I think this is so important. Um, I've got people in my life like that. I've got many friends um, like that who will say, you know, um, God said this to me. Mm-hmm. And it's a personal thing for him where he's like, you know, God, God said I should do this and I did it. And this is what happened or whatever. But they've got this vibrant, ongoing, you know, relationship with God. Then I've also got other friends who are of the total, like, of a totally different view on this, who are like, ah, you know, they they don't really believe God speaks to people like that. They're Mm. good, solid Christians, but for them it's like, you know, uh, we must just always go with what the text says. Uh, I don't don't believe God. um, So they would call themselves, I think it's cessationists. Cessationists. Mm. If I'm saying that right. Who, Uh Who don't believe that God speaks. Yeah, miracles. Are Everything ended. In the Bible and mm, exactly. You know, um, well, I, I tend to not be that personally. But the point is that there are people. Who, there are people who hold to that view. But my, my question is, there could be somebody who's thinking, you know what? I actually want to learn how mm. to hear the voice of God mm. for for myself mm. um, in a in a real, authentic, genuine way. Mm. How can someone begin? perfect question and it's a question i'm always fielding from from time to time i like in this particular subject to use what i think are practical examples Mm -hmm. okay if my wife is to phone me from a number that i don't know she just needs to probably say one or two lines at the very worst a third line Hey. Without identifying it's herself. Baby mama with no drama. Baby mama with no drama. <laughs> By the way, she never uses that title on no, her kidding. own. <laughs> I just need to hear once or twice. At the very worst, like I said, the third time around. Yeah. If she just talks. Not even a, a, a family-specific matter, which would make it easy to identify her, mm. right? But let's just say a very random topic that we don't even talk about. I am accustomed to her voice. Right. Right. I've become accustomed to her that I know that this is my wife talking. Mm-hmm. Even if she has to change her voice, and you know, and try to use a different kind of tone, of like, hey, stop it. What's up? Yeah, That kind of a thing. Why? Because my relationship with her has grown to the place where I can recognize that this is her. Mm-hmm. What does Jesus say in the book of John? He says something very interesting. He says, my sheep hear my voice. Hear my voice. Right? And they know me. Mm-hmm. In fact, he says a stranger, they actually will not follow. Mm-hmm. That's what he says. Sheep are generally in a good and close proximity in terms of relationship with their shepherd. So what I've discovered is that the closer or the more you fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. What am I talking about when I say fellowship? In prayer. The more time you spend in prayer, the more time you stand, you spend directly reading and studying your own scriptures And even the more time you spend even in fellowship with other believers, your senses, your spiritual senses begin to be able to tell the voice of God. Now, remember, there's certain things that, um, okay, let me let me track back a bit. And I also believe that how how we hear the voice of God is very, very progressive. Okay, so as far as I'm concerned, the younger you are or the less, if you want, closer you are to Christ is feelings, is thoughts. You know, it's hunches, something said, right? When actually it is the Holy Spirit speaking. Mm-hmm. What somebody told me the other year was, um, and I've learned this to say, learn to uh, recognize the Holy Spirit. The more you recognize the Holy Spirit, the clearer his voice becomes. Mm-hmm. But the more you always say statements like, something said to me, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I just thought to myself, Mm-hmm. You know, but what you're thinking <laughs> to yourself or something said to, to, to myself, myself, you notice that it's always in tandem with what the scripture says. And it happens to be a very right, whether instruction or exhortation or encouragement, mm-hmm. in a particular moment, you see, that actually is God. So it, it, you're starting from this place where it's thoughts, feelings, hunches, yet it's actually the voice of God. As you're growing closer, you can actually get to realize, and as you know scripture and get deeper, you get to actually um, pick up 
specific instructions. And then when you're, as you're maturing, as you're in specific situations now, because you're deep in scripture, you are aware of what the scripture says. When a, a situation is coming, you, God's voice as relates to scripture mm-hmm. tells you the way to take. You know, Isaiah says, you shall hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, way walk ye in it. Right? That kind of a thing. So I'll tell the person who's listening to me that get closer to God. S- invest more time. Right, whoever spends most a lot of time with me will know my voice, they will know my jokes, <laughs> they even know my laughs. Right? Because they've invested time into 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 relating with me. So the person who's listening, let them spend as much time as they can with God. Let them get deeper in the word. Let them get deeper in the word. You know, as they do that, you know, they get to a place where this voice becomes clearer and clearer. Mm. Even interpretation of dreams. I've got a very different perspective as far as I'm concerned mm-hmm. to, to, to interpreting dreams. Mm-hmm. I know some people say they've got the gift of interpreting dreams. I personally haven't seen the gift of in the interpretation of dreams in scripture. Right. Eh? Of the gifts that I know. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that. But what I believe is that, you know, the closer you are to God, again, and the deeper you are in scripture, you know what? You can make sense of a dream when it's presented to you. That's as far as I'm concerned. So as long as you're close to God, you know, you know, dreams come, it's very easy to make sense mm-hmm. of what this dream means to you. Or even if somebody comes to you and uh, tells you something they have dreamt, if you're close to God, remember the secrets of God are with those who fear him mm-hmm. and those that are close to him. I believe that the ordinary believer doesn't actually need to be gifted. They just need to be close enough to God. You know, they can be able to tell, right, what a dream and uh, particularly means, as far as I'm concerned. I like that. This is Pastor Craig, please. Yeah. Okay. I like um, something you said there. Mm. Um, taking it back to, you said when you're driving and you felt the Holy Spirit, well, you disobeyed, but you felt Him telling you to go take mm. a different road. And I think we sometimes miss the Holy Spirit because we think He's only supposed to talk to us about really big things or important mm. things or earth-shattering things that are going to affect, I don't know, our futures or a whole lot of people. Mm. But I do think God is very much involved in the minute details of our lives. So even those small hunches and those small, quote-unquote, something says, I think we should not ignore them because, yeah, God cares that you find a parking space or He cares that you <laughs> use the right road to go to work or He mm. cares that you you know, bump into someone so he'll maybe delay you somewhere else and make sure you see that person later on, whatever the case may be. But I think we downplay the small things and we think that couldn't have been God. I mean, that's just me living my life. Mm. This has nothing to do with the Holy Spirit. You're very right. So for me, that traffic experience, by the way, I've since learned to listen. <laughs> Not just traffic, even the rain. Mm-hmm. Take, take a raincoat out, uh, wash the car now do this now and so forth right now watch this when i reflected the day i didn't listen when he said take this route mm. and i was stuck in traffic i started playing it the other way that okay supposing i had listened to the voice because when i didn't follow that i was basically being instructed to take a longer mm. a longer route to where i was going yeah. which just didn't make sense yeah all right why don't people listen to god sometimes because it doesn't it make, make sense. sense yeah <laughs> supposing well, god logical. says quit your job etc etc yeah Right, so when I then reflected, if I had taken that long route, what would have happened is I would have gotten where I was getting in good time. I would have never seen the traffic jam that I experienced. Mm -hmm. And then I learned a lesson there. That sometimes obedience to the voice of God doesn't always show you what you escape. Yeah, yeah. So I would never have known about this. I would have just said, you see, because Mm -hmm. remember when God instructs, is not obliged to explain to you mm. why he's telling you mm. to do something. Shall the clay say to the porter, what are you making? Right? Unfortunately now, the reason why sometimes our generation does not uh, enjoy or believe a hearing in God is because we, there must be a, a comprehensive explanation yeah. to why I am being told such, particularly when it comes to instructions. Mm. And I must say as well to the listener of this particular podcast as well, I talked about being close to God and uh, getting deeper. I, I didn't mention there another important aspect of faith. Faith. Isn't it amazing that when we pray, 
we're praying to an unseen God. You actually believe that he's paying attention to you. Mm. You know, and he takes you seriously in whatever it is that you're presenting for him. If you can if you can have that same faith when you're presenting something to an unseen God, it's the same faith you must have when you're hearing the Holy Spirit speak to you because mm. we listen and we believe that this is God by actual by faith. Yeah. And like I'm saying I'm using prayer as an example because everybody who prays believes that God is hearing. Nobody prays unless they're being hypocritical or just going through the motions. But nobody prays thinking that God is not listening. You see, you're just believing it. You're just doing it by faith. Mm -hmm. The same way you pray by faith, you also hear the voice of God by faith. You see, and I believe that that's a very, very important aspect. Yeah. Because then you then hear people's testimony. I heard God, I did this. And then these, are, these have been the outcomes yeah. and so forth. And I also like, come back to what you've said as well. I believe that if we, if we are faithful in the minute things, mm. right, that's how we grow to God saying even bigger things. Yeah. So somebody says something and I'm about to shout and I just hear the Holy Spirit telling me, no, let it go. But, but you know, just let it go. Just something tiny like that. Mm. Maybe in traffic even, right? Somebody just, you know, cuts you and you're really wanting to honk and let them know, you know, or drive right next to them and uh, give them some. And then the Holy Spirit just says, let it go. It's in those minute moments that you learn, you know, the voice of God in those small moments that you eventually grow. Mm -hmm. Look at uh, even Samuel, you know, uh, when God starts speaking. I don't know if I'm going too long here. But when God starts speaking to Samuel, he wasn't sure this was God. Yeah. And I like to usually say to people, God speaks to us in ways we relate to the most. Okay? Mm -hmm. Because when Samuel hears the voice of God, he thought it was he thought it was Eli's voice. Mm. Right? Samuel had lived long enough with Eli to be able to tell Eli's voice from another person. He would have gone to Eli and said, "Hi. Father, somebody is calling me. Did you hear that person?" He didn't say that. If you notice, mm -hmm. he said to Eli, "You called me." Like I said, you would have known that, hey, this is not Eli's voice. This is someone else's, right? As far as I'm concerned, at mm -hmm. least. But, and what's the lesson I get from that is that God speaks to us in ways we, we really can relate with mm -hmm. the most. You know, when he's communicating with us, yeah. I believe that the way he speaks to us uh, is something we relate with. For some, I believe, you know, in meditation, in reflection and in introspection, they hear the voice of God. Mm -hmm. yeah. For some, it's in prayer. They actually hear a voice in their spirit, you know. You know, it's for some as we read the Bible, you know, even as we listen to, to preaching, the pastor could be talking about forgiveness. But in, in teaching or giving a message about forgiveness, he could be giving such a specific word that is speaking to me about something that relates to me, that kind of a thing. Mm. But it's always familiar as far as I'm concerned. Mm. That's yeah. good. That's really good that God mm. uses um, things that are familiar to us. Meaning that Samuel probably was hearing Eli's voice mm -hmm. until Eli then picked up that hey no dude mm. this is actually god speaking wow mm. that's good i want to just quickly touch on something that um th that i think is very important very pertinent to this discussion which is the whole issue of um or two things there's the subject of um, the issue of testing the spirits because mm. we're told to test the spirits so we can see which one is from which ones are from god that's the first one then the second one is about spiritual gifts because mm. you referred to the word of, the, the word of knowledge mm. Um, and the word of wisdom, word of wisdom. Um, I, I just wanted to quickly touch on that because I think that also speaks into wh where, where we're at with this uh, discussion. So maybe if we can start with um, that scripture about testing the spirits, I think it's in, is it first John? And first John. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I know. God, I don't know the exact address, but <clears throat> just there's so many voices in the world today. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many people who are claimants to the fact that, you know, God is doing this and God is saying this. Um, and I'll be honest, the, t the times where you look at somebody, just somebody's lifestyle, or at least the lifestyle they portray, and you think, hey, dude, it's just kind of, something is just kind of off mm -hmm. there. So how can a believer um, practically apply that, um, that, that scripture to say, how do you test 
the, the spirit? Is it something that a believer is supposed to do, yes. actually? Or is it something that's supposed to be done by leadership? Uh, I think if we can just clarify that. Then the second one I, w- I want us to quickly talk about is the whole issue of those spiritual gifts, the word of, the, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom. It's supposed to be for every believer. Mm-hmm. Because what if I'm in a train going somewhere and somebody sitting next to me begins to, in quotes, speak from God? Mm-hmm. You see? So I must, we must actually teach believers because the one thing we also um, risk in this current day and age is people receiving everything in the name of what? In the name of God. God, yeah. All right. So if you actually go to First John chapter 4, verse 1, if you notice, it says, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how... You can recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. For me, it's a bit deeper than just because somebody could come and say, Jesus Christ has come in the flesh from God. Now, let me tell you what God is saying. For me, I think it's, um, I think it's deeper than that. Mm-hmm. For me, for, for starters, it's acknowledging a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. Right. One. Number two, it's acknowledging, as far as I'm concerned, that particular verse, Jesus has come in the flesh from God. It's also acknowledging the very fact of, or, or the authenticity, or the, the fact of the importance of the Bible as a, as, as a mark, right? For me, that's, that's what it means by a person must, um, must confess that Jesus has come uh, from God. In other words, are they a genuine believer? Mm-hmm. All right, so before you talk to me, stranger, yeah. All right. What proof do I have from you that you are actually, in simple terms, a genuine believer? For me, that's testing the spirits. Okay. It's not about accurately predicting what's happening next week. All right. Or what happened in my life or my ID number and where I've come from. Right. Where do you stand with regards your faith? And like I said, for me, it's a bit deeper than that. I would actually be very interested uh, to see where you stand with regards certain core doctrines. Mm-hmm. So Jesus Christ, right? Mm-hmm. The Word of God, mm-hmm. the Godhead, mm-hmm. right? The Church, salvation, yeah, right. I want to test where you. For Stand me, so things. so for me, testing the spirits is is just basically being able to tell where you are vis-a-vis your relationship with God and who God is and what the Word of God is. So every believer must be trained, yeah. okay? Because you never know where you hear somebody saying God is saying. And like I'm saying, if you go back to First John chapter 4, the Bible says many false, false prophets. prophets. It doesn't say false prophets. It says many. many. Yo. Now, if we look at a world population of 8 billion vis-a-vis the time when the book of First John was written, I'm trying to think of the ratios in terms of uh, the actual numbers of false <laughs> prophets then and false prophets now. And I do assume that Jesus is a lot closer than he was then. Mm-hmm. So I think that the rate at which uh, false prophets have increased <laughs> is also very high. Yeah. So we must train the believer to just be able to know, to see, if, you know, is this person really born again? You know, what? who is Jesus to them? What is the word of God to them? Uh, who's the, how is the person saved? Yeah. All right. That's the starting point. And then listen to the message. Is this message resonating with this Jesus you're talking about and what he is saying? And also remember, the inner witness, which yeah. probably we might not have spent a lot of time talking about here. Uh, the inner witness, according to Romans chapter number eight. Right. Right. The Holy Spirit testifies, testifies with my spirit. my spirit. So yeah. what do I feel inside? Right. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a strong believer. I'm a deep uh, Christian here. I'm solidified in Christ. What's the inner witness? You must also check the inner witness. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I can use the word. Is it vibing with, with me, mm-hmm. you know? in my spirit, that kind of a thing. So mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the first. And then when we come to the gifts of the spirit, what a resource, if I can use that term, mm-hmm. the church has. It's a resource. Why? Because notice the nine gifts, and I'm going to come to those that probably are relating more to what we're talking about. Yeah. One of them is discerning of spirits. Of spirits, yes. Yes. You see, that, what a, what a wonderful resource. Right? That's like our, um, what you call that thing that saves people, you know? You know, when a person is about to enter a building, we, we scan them. Mm. You see, you see, we've got a divine scanner mm-hmm. by this gift called the discerning of spirits. Mm-hmm. I have seen 
that there are certain people who come with a very wonderful sounding message, but you can sense in your spirit that not this particular person sounds right, but he is off. Yeah. Right? And then what happens is it's then verified by them continuing to speak or by what they hold to be true or maybe the lifestyle that they live. All right, but what a resource in terms of descending of spirits. It's such a resource that, again, we must remind the church, we must teach the believers, yeah, right? And we must allow the expression thereof, you know, and recognize its presence in order that we can, we can tell whether or not what uh, somebody is genuinely speaking from God. Just as we then agree that also prophecy, let's allow prophecy. Do not forbid prophesying. That's First First Corinthians chapter fourteen, right? Yeah. Let's allow the expressions of that. Let's allow word of wisdom. Let's allow word of knowledge. I mean, who wouldn't want to know where their keys are, right? <laughs> when you've lost them and you need to find them now before you miss your next appointment. For instance, yeah. I'm just using a very loose example, but yeah, we've got such a great resource in terms of the gifts of the Spirit, Church of God. May we put them to use. Yeah. Thank you. Mm. Thank you for that, Pastor Craig. Thank mm. you for that. Um, we don't have time to go deep into um, each spiritual gift and, and, and what it means. Maybe that can be an episode for another time. Mm. But, you know, I, I think as as you've been speaking, I'm just thinking about how often in our quest to be practical, we can end up... Um, short-circuiting some of the things that, that, that God has given us mm-hmm. that we're supposed to use. And and I also think that just that desire to want to hear from God is 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 a beautiful thing. It's a thing that must be nurtured. It's a thing that we must always have to say, you know what, I actually want I want to hear what God is saying. Mm-hmm. I want to hear what what um God is doing and I want to see what God is doing. I want to be I want to be in tune with God um as opposed to having because I think often we can then take on this very skeptical attitude yes. where, you know, the moment you see anything that has any form of spiritual expression or the moment you hear somebody say, you know what, this is what God is saying. We take on this very skeptical um, stance where we're like, ah, my, but then we're also told to not treat prophecies with contempt. That's correct. You know, in the Bible, which, which means that we as believers have to have that heart that's saying, I want to hear what God is saying. And God is still speaking and he's speaking through people and he's speaking through all kinds of agencies right now. So as we get ready just, to close. Sorry, I just had a yes, question for PC. Um, about that person who you might hear speaking and then something seems off or whatever. But you know... Uh, I don't even know what verse it is that says the gifts of God are without repentance. repentance. Yeah. Um, people use that a lot to, I don't know if the word is justify, but to say a person's, how they live their life can be separate from the gift that God has given them. So, I mean, people use it to justify, say Justin Bieber leading worship and then also the next day releasing a song about smoking weed or whatever the case may be. People always just say, no, but he's gifted. God has given him the gift. He's using the gift. It's, it's irrelevant in this setting. What do you say to that? Like, do you think as long as what the person is speaking in that moment is biblical truth, it can still minister and help and be used by the saints? even if this person as a vessel is quite Standard. broken. yeah. Good question, that. Very good question. Uh, look at it this way. What's your favorite dish? Food? Uh, thai food. Thai food. Thai food. Mm. Okay. I take one of those, um, you know, one of those dishes. In my mom's house, we use those big dishes. The ones we use to feed our dogs. <laughs> they usually have residue mm. after we feed them every single mm. day. I put your very favorite dish into that uh, dog bowl. Yes, and then offer you that meal to eat. Still your favorite food, right? And what what's the lesson I'm I'm, I'm bringing out here for the believers? Um, when a vessel is tainted, it makes it very difficult to receive the message that's coming from that vessel. Mm. You see, once the what's the carrier? has got issues even what if what they are doing and what they're saying is legit or genuine it's extremely difficult or we make it difficult to what 
to 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 get our message across mm. even the giftings as it were number two, it's a dangerous thing right to want to be used by god and not be right with god mm. because jesus always says many are going to come to me on that day you know and they're going to say lord lord did we not do such and such things in your name mm. and then you hear him say away from me he says something very interesting he says i didn't know you so 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 i was not in fellowship with you mm. i did not have a relationship with you and so you notice now what first john says that they must confess that jesus has come there must be a fellowship with the gift or the gifted one and the master more than the expression of whatever it is that's coming out mm. so so these are things that must be that must be great so it's not the message that's coming out or if you want the gift that's being given that's important is the messenger right and his walk with god which is very very important so so that's what our conversation should be our conversation shouldn't be the gifts the gifts and the callings of god are without repentance listen they are without repentance even for the non-believer who's going to die in their sin okay it doesn't mean that what god wanted them to do has been cancelled because they are non-believer right the the actual conversation should be clean up the house right be a vessel that's you know fit for the master's use and then let the lord use you properly yeah that's what i would say probably without going into so many words there yeah second timothy 2 mm. verse 20 mm. uh, i love i just I, i i love that that scripture which mm. talks about the vessels of honor mm-hmm. and how we should basically strive it says in each mm-hmm. house there are different vessels yeah. but it talks about how we should strive to become mm. vessels of honor absolutely and And I think Timothy there is is speaking to the fact that we we should desire to be vessels that God uses at the very highest level. Mm. Um and I'm just or I guess I'm just contributing to your question T Mac which is that when I think of that scripture I'm just like I think some people have just like they they want <laughs> to get away with the bare minimum, right? Mm. They're just like ah as long as I'm uh, even if I'm like a broken cup, right? That's leaking. Mm. <laughs> and you know as long as they it can hold something and then you start thinking but what's what's the motive you know is the motive to really honor god and to serve him or is it to to serve yourself and um so but i think you should actually read that i just think it's a really profound profound scripture quickly as we wrap up mm. yo these, i'm just getting all these things coming to my mind <laughs> <He's> speaking, yeah <laughs> <laughs> africans uh-huh. african culture mm mm-hmm. We have a lot of I actually know a show on Star is it Star ZFM that mm. I, I listen to this in the mornings when I'm driving which talks about it's like this guy who's a dream interpreter. Mm-hmm. It's like a Vananga Chitsi Seguru is going to interpret your dream and people will phone in and say I dreamt there was a snake driving a Mercedes Benz. <laughs> and then this dude like I've read some random stuff then this Seguru guy will just be like I am dream you know you and like the guy is like on his feet like that right i'm just thinking about that and i'm like how come as christians we're okay with listening to somebody like that right who people are like people are phone in in droves eh mm. and they listen they listen to this guy and yet when it comes to the faith when it comes to the holy spirit to god speaking to us it's like we have all kinds of uh doubts and we're skeptical about all these things and i'm just like are we saying that god is unable to speak mm. and yet all the all these other guys are able to hear from from whoever or whatever this necromancers you know what i'm trying to say yes um i must say if a, if a believer follows those i question whether they are believer or not is for me it's not just an african phenomenon there's nothing new under the sun mm-hmm. Yeah we might give it names yeah. like uh, white people you call know? it a horoscope. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Palm reading etc etc it's it's nothing new. Right but I love your question there. The truth of the matter is in certain circles we've made God's voice so mystical so difficult to understand so difficult to receive that we've made God this distant figure who doesn't talk often. Hey, yeah. He spoke 2000 years ago. That's good enough. All right. The next time he's speaking is when he's coming back. And so 
coupled with um, probably certain threats, you know, about how God deals with false prophets in the Old Testament, mm. stone them, yeah. all right, kill them, all right, if their prophecy doesn't come to pass. We have now made it in certain circles, rather. Mm-hmm. Like I'm saying, so it's been it's it's it's, it's come from um, McGregor theory X perspective, a negative perspective. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is just dangerous. This is just too much. All right, stop dabbling with things that you don't know. Mm-hmm. Right, just stick to scripture, kind of thing. Yeah. You see, when it's not supposed to be the case, this is why I pointed out: if you can close your eyes and pray, and believe that this person in heaven actually heard you. And have just childlike, childlike belief to say, hey, you know what? He actually heard me. It's the same faith you must have, you know, when he speaks back to you or he speaks through, you know. So we must, we must, I like why Paul says, you know, do not forbid prophecy. In short, don't stop people from hearing what God is saying. Right. Okay. Let's not make, let's not uh, err on the side of caution if you want, Right. God still speaks. And if the Holy Spirit is in us, and if the inner witness is in us, we are safe. After all, don't we believe the word? The word now can can tell us whether we're off or we're on. Yeah. That kind of a thing. The word is what now keeps us, you know. That's why God gave us the Bible. It now keeps us from straying off. Because we can then double check it versus what has been written. Yeah. So let, let, let the expression of God be given. Yeah. My pastor often mm-hmm. says the gift, the 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 gift of suspicion is not part of the gift <laughs> of the spirit. But thank you, thank you for that, PC. Um, I think we literally just scratched the surface because there's so much to get into. But I hope I hope this is helpful to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, just you know, knowing that God God is still speaking. God wants to speak to us, mm-hmm. and um, we should we should we should cultivate that because. You know that that's the place that we need to be at, and um, the converse <clears throat> of that is we also need to be. No, in fact, what I wanted to say is that scripture it keeps ringing in my mind. Hebrews, yeah. um, in but in these times. last and exactly in yeah. former times, God has spoken in all kinds of ways. The prophets, yes. Now he speaks through his son, but now he's spoken to us through his son. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just think that there's. If, if we're saying that God is no longer speaking and yet the Bible is telling us that in these last times he is speaking to us through his son, literally saying God is speaking to us direct, direct line, you know, that, that should make us question some of the things that we, we, we say and that we think about to say God, you know, God is speaking. God has spoken to us through his son. God is speaking to us through his son. And I think it's something we need to take seriously and it's something we need to um, to, to practice listening to. So thank you for that. Um, T-Mac, I don't know if you've got anything you want to say before we wrap it up. Um, just something that I've been trying to train myself to do because I was one of those who just thought, oh, I don't think God really speaks to me that much. But I wanted to be faithful with the small things like what you said before. And be more aware and take actual note of when sometimes it's only in retrospect because I would have disobeyed and seen, okay, if I had obeyed mm-hmm. when God spoke, this wouldn't have happened. So it's literally writing down those moments in mm-hmm. my day when what I think might have just been a coincidence or mm-hmm. something happens where I either obeyed or didn't. didn't. Something small, it can be really something small like, uh, I don't know, any, anything really. I give Koda a hundred bucks. <laughs> Which could have my husband or you? <laughs> God, I never seen nothing about it. Um, <laughs> but it can be something really, really small. And the more you write those things down and take note of them, then you actually begin to feel like, hey, maybe God actually does speak to me. I And it kind of has grown my faith a little bit, like bit by bit, as I'm saying seeing that even with these seemingly unimportant things yeah. he's involved so what more if i involve him in every other thing that i'm doing that's good. absolutely that's really good you know what i would say um we, and I, we didn't really talk about this um necessarily in depth in this particular <coughs> topic is i believe that if the believer gets to understand the man or the person of the holy spirit you know if we just get to study more and get to know and learn this man or the person, if you want, mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit, then hearing the voice of God is going to be a very, very easy, easy thing. Yeah. 
And here I'm not talking about God speaking externally to you, but God ministering to you. Yeah. I can't imagine God not wanting to give me certain particular tips about how I can raise my children. Right. Right? I believe that the Holy Spirit can actually give me wisdom. In fact, the Bible says he'll teach us all things, eh? Mm-hmm. I can't imagine the Holy Spirit not reminding me certain important details of which there's a promise that he'll remind us. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That kind of a thing. And I'm just giving these two particular scenarios, but we need him at work, at home, yeah. even in the church. Not just in the church, 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 but even in the external church activities, if you want me to use that term. So, right. Somehow, somewhere, if the believer can get to know the Holy Spirit, this this subject matter, as far as I'm concerned, comes alive in a practical way. I like it. I like it. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank this you, PC, for dropping those nuggets as you always do. God bless you guys. Peace. peace. Did you say peace or PC? <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Radiant Culture Podcast. If you want to make a contribution, make a suggestion, or have a request, you can get in touch with us via email on radiantatthehub.co.zw or inbox us on Facebook and Twitter. Look out for the next episode and remember to share this one with everybody you know. God bless. It's hot. It's fresh. It's uncut. Hashtag Real Talk on the Radiant Culture Podcast.